Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. The air quality has been better in New York over the last several days. Those Canadian wildfires turned to, to like the Martian atmosphere. It was like orange and red in New York, and you could smell like a, you know, the fire, the, the smoke. But uh, much better right now, at least for the time being. Morning, Jay. Morning, Key. What's happening? What's popping, man? What happened with that whole Floyd fight over the weekend? Like, I have no idea. Extra scuffle after the fight or something? Oh, yeah, I saw like, that. I saw that on social media. He and what was it? Uh, it's like a, someone Gotti. Yeah. Right. That's the idea. The name Gotti. Yeah. But is he a family member? I don't know. I'm not paying attention. <laughs> not to that. I mean, you know, a fight like a, uh, after a fight or something. Well, yeah, yeah, the fight was supposedly it was called off, and then it turned into like a, a full-on brawl. From, I didn't even know Floyd was fighting over t- the weekend. The whole like, you TMT know, like security crew yeah. was in the ring, and it just got John Gotti's grandson. John Gotti, right? So Floyd is really? so smart with that. Yeah, yeah, he figures out a way to find someone he can fight at the age of fifty. Someone with a name, someone people can hook some people in some parts of the world into attending That's and crazy. buying, and he's doing. He's making. He's making a fortune. In boxing these exhibitions, and from what I could see, they did. They stopped the fight prematurely because I only saw the melee. But I could see why I guess John Gotti's grandson, whatever his name is, was was mad because he was still going at it when they. Yeah, he went the fight. Yeah, the ref stopped it prematurely. (laughs) From what I could see, I don't know if that's what happened. That's what it looked like on social media. (laughs) You should have seen Floyd though, Key doing some pad work right before because it was. I was watching it, obviously staying up late. He got Rick Ross behind him. Like, yeah, uh, 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 and Floyd out there doing the slowest hand speed pad work I've ever seen. Like, this is, this is what it's turned into, entertainment. Floyd figured this thing out. He's, he got I'm it, man. sure he has made more. If you take all the it. fights he had his whole life up until he retired, right, and then before he fought Conor McGregor, take all those fights minus Pacquiao, okay, minus the Pacquiao fight, and then you compare it to what he's made since then, I'm sure he's made more since then. Since he retired and boxed these ridiculous exhibitions and fought Conor McGregor and this kind of stuff, he's making more than he did as a fighter. Looks Doing to it, me, man. it seems to me. Doing it. So, uh, anyway. <laughs> We're gonna, we've been talking NBA Finals. Well, I don't know what's so funny. We've been talking NBA Finals uh, all show, really. We're going to get back to that in a bit. Even the, hey, can Dame Lillard wind up in Miami is really about one of the Finals contestants get taking the next step because it looks like Miami's about to get bounced. What about CP3? CP3, if he's waived by Phoenix, could he end up in Golden State? Adrian Wojnarowski, ESPN senior NBA insider, was talking about landing spots for Chris Paul. Listen. There are teams that would like to see if they could stack up enough contracts to take on his $30 million for this season uh, and keep them, perhaps even flip them at the trade deadline there are other teams who would trade for him and, and treat it like uh, a salary cap savings. They would uh, uh, not guarantee his contract before that June 28th deadline. And then he would become a free agent. And, Greeny, if Chris Paul is out there as a free agent uh, this summer, look at the two teams in L.A., the Clippers and Lakers, the Knicks in New York, uh, the Golden State Warriors. Those would all be potential destinations for Chris Paul. So, yeah, two teams in L.A. make sense to me. The CP3 I know would never go to the Golden State Warriors. Can't do it. Too competitive. Sorry. 
Steph, I'm looking at you with all due respect in the world. I want to go at you. I don't want to play with you. Difference. Like, these two are arch rivals. I, and I know that people can say, well, when you're making a decision about, you know, what team you're going to go to and, you know, it, it, what gives you a closer fit. I, I, I hear all that to winning a championship. But the one thing I know about CP3, he's going to do it his way. And his way, this dude is cut from a different cloth. He's not going to go to somebody that he competes, that he feels like people see us or if I see me as an equal or I feel like I'm better than you. Regardless of right or wrong key, I never see CP3 playing with Steph Curry. I it just I can't like, see it. He's it not one of those type like of dudes. It would, uh, doesn't seem like it would even fit, though. No. It doesn't. Well, the fit doesn't. The L.A. two teams in L.A. seems like a fit. I don't even know if the Knicks – I know the Knicks. That doesn't seem like a fit. You got Jalen Brunson. Two, you got two small guards, smaller guards. That Emmanuel quickly smaller. Yep. A, a liability from a defensive standpoint. I don't know. I mean, if I'm him, I'm focusing in on the two LA, the two LA teams. Mainly, well, you can't really say mainly the Lakers because they still are banged up here and there all the time between Anthony Davis and LeBron. And then you got. Uh, Paul George and Kawhi banged up in and out of the lineup. But those would be seem like those are the two best fits. Well, number one, I would want to stay in Phoenix. I would really want to figure that out if I had a good relationship with Matt Ashibia because yeah. the, it doesn't come often that you get a chance to play with Kevin Durant and Devin Booker, who are prolific. And you could be additive to a championship team, right? Especially if you're a free agent, you take less money, you get back to an organization, you figure out the pieces that you need. Number two, if that doesn't work, I need to go somewhere where I can have somebody that could be a rim protector. And I think that was one of the challenges you had with Phoenix, sometimes with DeAndre Aiden, whether he was bought in or not, right? At this point of his career, I don't think CP3 still has the lateral foot speed to be a big-time perimeter defender, but he still can be physical and can muscle up. But you can apply better ball pressure when you know you got a guy behind you like Anthony Davis, Right, You can play offensively off a guy like LeBron James and AD, utilizing them both in pick-and-roll possessions. So those, that's how our stack Guys, up. Phoenix what, and LA. Let, let's, let, what are we talking about here? Let's be real. If Phoenix waves him and doesn't want him, if it's not just, well, we want him at a reduced price, but it's like this works better, as you said, Jay, with the ball in Devin Booker's hands or whatever the case may be, but he's out. The Lakers. I mean, it's so obviously the Lakers – He's never gotten to play with LeBron, right? The whole banana boat thing, right? He he is never got a chance to play for the Lakers. He's David never Stern locked it he's down. He's never played for the Lakers. A, a, a trade that David Stern essentially undid. What was this going back now? Ten years when Kobe was still there. The Lakers could use a veteran ball handler who can shoot to spell LeBron and make things a little easier, especially at minimal cost, right? The Clippers, who have Westbrook, by the way, and that was actually looking pretty good. It's the Lakers. It's the La- Lakers are clearly the team that makes the most sense if he wants to play on the minimum and the Lakers could just slide him in. Can I tell you another team that should take a stab at it and they should make a hard move towards it because I think he would change the locker room? The Memphis Grizzlies. Oh, interesting. Like if, you're, if you're thinking about what's about to happen to John Morant, how many That's games he will be suspended – you now have another guard along with Tyus Jones that can, you know, really take the mantle, handle it. But also what that does to your locker room when Ja does come back, it gives somebody just, hey, th- this is the kind of calming, like, legitimization of how to lead 
within the NBA. Like the idea of getting CJ and CJ McCollum in with in with the Pelicans. Yes, something yeah. similar. Yeah. I think it's an interesting concept to flow. I'm not saying CP3 would do it, but I think Memphis should make a hard press yeah, probably towards having it. I'm probably – at this age, I'm not doing it if I'm CP3. No, I I, that's I, what I, I said. Need, I don't think – I got kids at home. Under, I don't, that's yeah, what right. I said. I don't, don't think CP3 would room, do it. Yeah. I'm, it doesn't mean that Memphis shouldn't make a hard push for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because of late, what they need. When you look at need from both sides, the fit, the whole thing, it's the Lakers. It's the Lakers by I far. Especially if they don't have to pay him right? because he's already getting the money from Phoenix. If that's the case. If that's the case. And he's and a you guy can, that could play alongside LeBron James, could be utilized as a spot-up shooter. Yes, he's, he helps space the floor, among other things, right? Makes good decisions with the ball, the whole thing. High IQ. And, and, and the main thing is you can, in that setting, you can limit his minutes in the regular season so that he is finally, for the first time in his career, really healthy for the playoffs. All I'm saying is I, I hear it. Like, if I were CP3, I would do it. If... I was the Lakers. I would take a look to see what the market actually provided, but I can get him for cheap. I would do it. But you do have two guys who are 38, 39 years old who have had injuries now, and you have Anthony Davis, who is a great defensive player but has struggled with injuries as well. And it, I guess it's a risk that you take, but, man, it's, a, it's an old team. We were talking about Kyrie in the last segment, too, and a couple segments ago, and you know, talking about would he fit with Miami – I think the consensus is no. But where would he fit? What's the best landing spot? Dallas. Just, just to stay put, right? Dallas. He's going to get his money. Dallas. What about James Harden? The, the Phoenix thing is interesting. I agree. The That's Phoenix what I said last week. Really you, interesting. you shot it down. I didn't shoot it down. I, you, as you would say, poo-pooed it. No, I didn't. How did I poo-poo it? You poo-pooed it. There was poo-pooing. You can't just say I poo-pooed it without telling me how I did it. I said I uh, – maybe – am I thinking of this, Justin? <laughs> nope. See? No, I'm thinking of this show. <laughs> I love him on Phoenix. I think Phoenix makes a lot of sense. I think Philly makes a lot of sense. I, I, the, only, the, the thing I think within Phoenix would be different is I think he can play off the ball as well. He, he can play I, off the ball. I just don't know oh if he yes, fits Oh, yes, it was it. you. You said they like the ball in D-Book's D hands, hands, blah, blah. I'm just not sure Frank Vogel with how oh. he wants yeah. his team to buy in defensively, doesn't how like James fit. fits into that. But it's the same thing with Philly. It's the same problem that they're going to have in Philly. We mentioned Dame, the Heat. That's where he wants to go. It makes a lot of sense for everyone. CP3, I think we all agree, to the Lakers, right? That makes the most sense. What about Bradley Beal? What makes the most sense for Bradley Beal, and who needs him most, do you think? Who needs Bradley Beal yeah. the most? I mean. And what makes the most sense for him? He's the type of player. I don't know if he could be the best player on a championship team, but he could put a team over the top. That's a big weapon him, to bring I, in. I mean, look, him and Joel and B would be really interesting together because mm. they he, they know how to play. Um, him and Memphis ain't bad. You want everyone in Memphis? I, I'm not. I'm just saying Memphis is <laughs> Memphis is a live spot. We find out Jay's got an investment I, I, thing I, in I, Memphis. What are you talking about? I, I, I said CP3 bought up a bunch of land because of the locker room issue, right? And I say because look, they don't have Dylan Brooks. I'm not saying that's. As much as a wing defender, but I mean, they need a prolific shooter. Like, Two is Desmond player. Bain the answer? Like, I'm, I don't know. It could fit. Does Aaron Rodgers Sacramento. make the Jets a lot? I don't want to, don't send Rodgers to Memphis because he's in New York now. Does he make New York a lock for the playoffs, KJM? 
We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's l e c t r i c ebikes.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, are presented by Progressive Insurance and joined now by Dan Graziano, ESPN NFL Insider, for overreaction, not an overreaction. Morning, right. Dan. Hi, Max. What's Hi, up, Jay? Man? How you doing? Doing good. I see Hi, Key. Dan, you Yo, got what up? Oh, you got the is. button unbuttoned today, no glasses, Uh-oh. the whole thing. Uh-oh. It's a got different chest, look for Dan Graziano. out today? <laughs> I don't know. Different look. You guys seen Richard Jefferson late? Like he goes all the way. He down. goes. Yeah, it's like, too like, much. He, he, we're almost getting belly button at this point with Richard. <laughs> you can't go four buttons down. Yeah, RJ. I don't know. Well, we'll, we'll see. Right. See how far he takes it. He's confident. He are, is. Are you ready for overreaction? Not an overreaction. Always. So Yates, don't we have a musical bed for this? I never want to start before I hear. There it, it. is. Yeah, there it is. All right, there it is. Dun, dun. Justin Fields will lead the Bears to the playoffs this year. Overreaction or not an overreaction? I say not an overreaction. I don't know if I'm I'm willing to pick it, but I wouldn't be shocked. I mean, the NFC field is is pretty wide open, and there's going to be seven teams in the playoffs. And uh, you know, I could see them making a big jump. They had a big off season. He's a guy that seems to be. You know, all about the work of getting better, and and I think well, I think we'll see improvement there. Who knows? You could be a nine and eight playoff team at the Bears. I think. Yeah, I think, I think it's an overreaction. Sure. All right, man. Look, they they could right the conference, the division, but I don't think they're there yet. I think if this was twenty twenty four, we were talking about, then I would be like, oh, it's not an overreaction, but this is so an overreaction. Yeah, I'm going to say overreaction, too. I mean, I, I think next year, that's a realistic <laughs> expectation. I'm not trying to put that on Justin Fields this year. Could could they overachieve? Could they do it? Yes, they could. Uh, but I'm not going to set the bar coming into the season, understanding what he had to do last year for them to win three games. That I think it's realistic. <laughs> it's an overreaction, and let me tell you what you did there, Dan, you, you, that I resent, okay? Overreaction, not an overreaction, very clearly means if if the statement is they'll make the playoffs and yeah. you say – overreaction you're saying they're not going to make the playoffs yes. but you changed it you changed it to I mean didn't. maybe they could make the playoffs no, I did not. so it's, you 
Not yeah, an overreaction means just, maybe. It's, this you is waver. Sport, hey, Dan, sports media. Have you you're seen not, their you're schedule? not a rookie. This means yes, this means have no. Good, bad. Schedule? There's no in between. They have like the easiest schedule like of all time. So you're saying they're going to make the playoffs. I'm saying that's not an overreaction no, to think they it, can make the playoffs. It is. Sky that's what smart. it means. Sky smart. Well, the, 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 the segment is not called yes or no. It basically is. All no, segments, it's not. Basically, it's all segments are called yes or no. We just dress it up in different ways. But he kind of created the in between. He did. Yeah, which is, I mean, you like he's that not wrong. Between. Whatever, he's man. not wrong. The guy is smart. What's Key doing? Oh, Aaron Rodgers makes the Jets a lock for the playoffs, Dan Graziano. Overreaction or not an overreaction? In between? No, it's not an overreaction. I think he ought to. I mean, they won seven games last year yep. with quarterback play that wasn't just bad. It was actively harmful to their chances <laughs> of winning. Like, the idea that they could win three or four more games with Aaron Rodgers as the quarterback, I mean, if they don't, I think that's a massive failure. I think, I think not an overreaction. Yeah, it's not even close to an overreaction. This is real. The Jets were 7-10 and 10 last year. They could flip that thing down with Aaron Rodgers and be 10-7. and 7. I mean, we know what they have on the offensive side of the ball with the weapons. We also know defensively, Quentin Williams and company, they get that deal done. Obviously, Sauce Gardner, a young guy coming into his own second year to continue to keep playing Garrett Wilson on the offensive side. And Robert Sala, he brings in Hackett to run the offense. I'm, I'm all in on the Jets making the playoffs. Not an overreaction. I mean, I've said to you guys before that I, I'm not saying this is how the outside public should look at it, Dan, but internally, if you're the Jets, it's Super Bowl or bus. Let's go. Like, let's get it, man. Like, it's, we want that expectation. Please let us have that. It is an overreaction. Once again, this is being purposely misinterpreted. It's a lock. I said Aaron Rodgers makes them a lock. Is it a lock? Really? You can't come up with scenarios where they don't make, they play well and still don't make the playoffs. They could play well and come in third in their own division. Use a Sharpie. Lock. Bengals, Lock. Ravens, you're saying but, but someone from the Lock. AFC South. We just said not an overreaction. That means two Lock. from the AFC you know West. You wanted me to be more definitive, and this so is you're what saying you it's got. A Lock. Wow, now you got Dan raising his voice. Let's Look go. at you, Max. Are you what happy? You it is me. an overreaction. Da- Dalvin <laughs> Cook would make the Dolphins <laughs> AFC East favorites. Overreaction, not an overreaction. It's an overreaction. The Jets. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> the, the, it's an overreaction. Look, I, I think he's a very, very good player. I think the issues with the Jets are not do they have enough at running back. I think it's can they keep the quarterback healthy. And can the defense take a jump under Vic Fangio? Yeah, I would, I would say when you look at what things are under Vic Fangio, I think they will make a jump defensively. They bring in Jalen Ramsey, right? That's the lockdown, him and Howard on the edges, the lockdown corners against some of these top receivers in the division. They like to run the football, though, in Miami. And, it's, and to be able to protect Tua by running the football. And we know what they got on the perimeter at the receiver position. So I wouldn't say it's an overreaction at all. The one thing that always stops me from just uh, from going all in on Miami is just the status of Tua. I just yeah, I, 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 I don't know. Like the addition of Dalvin Cook, I think would be amazing with all the pieces Ooh. they have. I think that is a championship contender team. It's a matter of if Tua is still standing at the end of the season. And there's no way to know that That's from here. Yeah, but you I'm mitigate, with you on you that, mitigate that risk though too if you run the football the way that they're capable of running the football. You mitigate that risk on Tua. All three of you just said it's not an overreaction to say that Rodgers makes the Jets a lock. And then all three of you said by picking up a running back in the offseason, it's not an overreaction to say the Dolphins should be favored in a division with the Bills. So apparently all three of you think three teams are coming out of the AFC East. What about four? (laughs) 
<laughs> Blow his mind, Dan. Right? Blow his mind. The Delvin ju- Cook is ridiculous, though. Even he though he's, he's a running great. back, he he makes a he's a running back that can make yeah, exactly. a difference. Yeah, yeah, he's Picture a difference maker. The Giants need. Career, though, speaking of <laughs> difference makers, the Giants Damn. need to lock up Saquon Barkley. Overreaction or not an overreaction? I don't. I think this is not an overreaction. Mm. And I'm not usually like, look, I understand all the evidence for like, don't pay the running back and and, and how it has hamstrung teams. But I think in this case. The Giants are not there yet as a passing offense. To the extent that they're going to be good in the passing offense, he's a big part of it. I think they need to find a deal. They've been playing hardball with him, and I understand why, but I think they'll be a lot better off if they can find a deal that, that, that makes him happy and gets him to camp. Yeah, I, I, I would say, well, the way Max phrased the question, because you said lock him up. He's already under contract. All he has to do is sign the franchise right. tag. But he's talking about a long-term deal. Yeah, yeah, he's I, not know. signing the franchise tag. That's well, the point. Like, do they need to might. make sure he's on the field? You know, I, I would say it's not an overreaction. They need to pay the man. Period. I don't even need to go into the, the rest of the stuff. They just need to pay him. Yeah, I would pay him. I'm with you, Dan. I'm with. I, I, I think seeing him on. Look, there are some players that I, I know from the running back position. How teams could be concerned with that, mm. but Oof. when you watch this team play, I get the value of Daniel Jones. But Saquon Barkley is the heart and soul of the squad. Like, he, he, everybody just rallies be, behind him. He's that momentum-like player on this franchise that you need on the field. I agree with Dan 100% on this. In this case, you got to fix it yes. with the running back. He means too much to, the, to even the culture of the franchise. Overreaction. Dan, did you want to add something? Did I'm just wanna... saying, I, I wouldn't say, like, just give him whatever he wants. Right, I think no. there's, there's a too much but I also think that they, they need to engage on a different level than they have been. you got to figure it out. Yeah, I agree. Figure it out. Overreaction or not an overreaction, make or break year for Mac Jones, Dan Graziano. Well, that's not an overreaction. I mean, I mean, next May they have to decide on fifth-year option for him, right? So by <laughs> definition, going into year three, I, I think, yeah, if he doesn't do it this year, you're looking at what's next at that position for us. Yeah, not an overreaction. I'm surprised you didn't say make or break year. Max for Coach Bill Belichick rather than Max Jones. I'm surprised <laughs> you more didn't try to slide there. that in there. <laughs> not right. in reaction. I, How did not I not at all. Miss- I mean, it, it's hot seat time for Mac. Yeah. I, I, I do feel badly, though, because I think sometimes who's on your staff means a lot. And just seeing what he's gone through, like between Joe Judge and company and, and now Bill O'Brien hopefully able to find his, his footing, um, it's a lot to overcome. It is. It's a lot to overcome. Do you know that better. actually feeling badly refers to the that, that that your sense of touch is off? That's what feeling badly means. People make that mistake. The adverb. Badly. Oh my god! What should you I feel said? bad? You don't feel what badly. Should, okay. People say so badly; I, they think it's correct. But so exactly, I, you feel adding bad. the ly made adjective. it more to physical touch than yes. emotional. Yes. So I feel bad because it refers to feeling right. Yes. Bad is an Thank adjective you. about the way you're feeling, not an adverb. All right, I feel look. like I'm getting an English lesson. Do you feel badly about that, or do you feel, feel bad I, about I, I it? Feel, uh, I feel see. bad. Yes, yes, Jay got it. All right, look. Damn. Uh, I, I, I missed Dan, it. I missed the opportunity is, to take a shot at New England. Yeah, exactly. With the, with the key no, got it right. Hey, that's what you get. Overreaction, not an overreaction. Bill Belichick needs to win a playoff game. Not an overreaction. Can't what? ask yourself a question Dan, and answer it. I feel bad for you. There you go. Look at that. Just like these guys pick it up quick. How much of the heat struggles are on Jimmy Butler, KJM? 
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max ESPN Radio were presented by Progressive Insurance. How much of the Heat's struggles are on Jimmy Butler? He got him there. He's not playing, like, terribly, but you were expecting some Superman stuff from him, and it has not happened yet. Here is Jimmy Butler press conference on Friday no I won't do it um, I, I got I got too much faith in my guys um, their shots will fall um, they've been the reason behind us winning so many games and I'm not I'm not letting that faith in them waver I, I won't do it um, I'm gonna continue to play basketball the right way pump confidence in those guys and we're gonna always live with the result he's talking about whether he needs to be more aggressive like take matters into his own hands What's interesting has to, to me, be. Jay, he has what, to be when he says that. But so, how does he explain what he had? Fifty six. He had some stupid number a couple r- rounds ago. What about that game? Why did he need to take all those shots? That's just playing proper basketball at that time. So, within NBA circles, it, guys have talked about this for the longest time. It's called the two one one. And I'm not talking about a zone. I'm talking about in order to win series, your best player needs to get you two games. Your second best player needs to get you a game. And then your ancillary players, the quote-unquote teammates, how Jimmy Butler would say, instead of role players, need to win you a game. The role players have won a game for the Miami Heat. Think about what Max Struess did in game two. Started off knocking down three threes. Think about what Duncan Robinson did at the beginning of the fourth quarter. Goes for 10 points. Makes a swing within the game. It gets Jimmy to that closing time, right? But you need a prolific performance against a juggernaut offensively. That's who you're facing. So this whole thing about, well, I believe in my teammates, nobody's questioning whether Jimmy Butler believes in his teammates. But in order to get your team over the hump against a team that you're obviously outmatched against, you need a prolific offensive explosion. They need it. That's what they need. Based on what you just said, though, Jay, he's down two already then because he hasn't given them two games. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, so he's already down – too. So he's behind the eight ball for sure. Now, can can he go nuts in Denver tonight? Maybe. He has to, Key. Maybe. Maybe. But then you still got a problem because you got Murray and you got Joker. And, and, and when you look at that, you got to pick your poison. And as of right now, both of them have really gotten down to the nitty-gritty. Now, Joker, obviously, uh, game two. His assist game wasn't quite there. But then when he stepped his assist game up to go along with his point total and his rebounds, it completely changed 
for the Denver Nuggets. So you're going to go back to trying to make him only a scorer, so to speak? Look, guard Jamal Murray, and you have to be aggressive offensively. I'm going to need at least 30. I'm going to need at least 30. From the get-go. This is closing time. This is game five. This isn't game five at home where role players play better at home. This is game five closing time on the road. On the road is when star players step up. That's when you have to look at your stars and say, in the worst environment, when everything's going against us, that's where you thrive against all odds. This has to be Jimmy Butler time. Magic Johnson was the ultimate assist guy. He's the greatest passer. of. If you had to pick one guy to run your offense, who's the greatest ever at running an offense? Magic Johnson, greatest passer of all time. Magic Johnson, when, when Kareem got hurt, he's a rookie and had to jump at center. But the main thing is not where he jumped or what position he guarded all game because it wasn't center all game. It was what did you need from him in that moment, and he gave him 42 points because they gave him the assists and the rebounds too. But that's what was called for. Jimmy Butler, let me see that graphic. We had it up on ESPN2 a couple minutes ago about what he's done. So this is what Jimmy Butler's done in all other rounds leading up to these finals. 28.5 points, almost six assists on 48% from the field and 36% from three. Now, what's interesting is, and you try to make some, draw some conclusion from these numbers, see something into it. Same three-point percentage in, in the finals, 36%. That hasn't changed. Field goal percentage is down a little bit, 48 to 45%. But the assists are up over an assist a game to almost seven assists a game, and the points are down about seven points, down from 28.5 to almost 22. I mean, that really what you see is a guy from these stats – is a guy who's a little bit more about setting up his teammates and a little bit less about scoring himself. And the results haven't been there. He needs to get to be back, back to being more of the guy who's going to take it upon himself to create the scoring for himself. That's like if Joker's points are down, you're like, oh, that's fine. The assists go up, that's fine. But that's the kind. And he also got Jamal Murray with him. Jimmy Butler, when you see the points go down, you go, uh-oh, uh-oh. Well, okay. So you often, Max, talk about pelts, yeah. right? You say, hey, the predator, and you go back to like the pelt of E.T., even though I don't yeah. know why you would have E.T. as a pelt. That's fine. He got Yoda. He, he had everybody. He just wanted to. Alien. He just wanted to go home. That's all. He just wanted to go home. Well, he, yeah, he went to the wrong place. Yeah, he went if, to the wrong place. If, <laughs> if predator's there. So if you're Jimmy Butler, yeah. you're talking about you got the pelt of Drew Holiday. Yep. You got the pelt of Josh Hart and Jalen Brunson, right? You, you then go to the Eastern Conference Finals, and you get the pelt of Marcus Smart and all the defenders, Jalen Brown, that they throw at you. Go get Jamal. Now you need the pelt of Aaron Gordon, who is the best wing defender there is, considering he's 6'8", and you can't just overly power him to the cup. Like Now you have to outsmart him. You know what's the worst? That's the biggest challenge. Now some of you can do that against him. But Aaron Gordon was better than Jimmy Butler on both ends. That was game four. four. Aaron Gordon was tremendous offensively in game four. Tremendous. He's not only hitting threes, but finish that one off that Joker pass that that he had under the basket was unbelievable athletic ability with touch. Yeah, you're right. When you said pelt, you mean the guys guarding him specifically. Yes. Yeah. I mean, how about that for talent? That one right there. How about how about that for talent about Aaron Gordon? Remember when he was like the lost piece in Orlando and nobody wanted to touch him? And, and now all of a sudden you're watching him part of a championship but contending that's why, team and that, that's he why can thrive. He's not exactly the same kind of player, but that's why I likened it to Iguodala 
where in Philly, wait, he's supposed to be the leading scorer. What's he trying? He wasn't quite, but in Golden State, they put him in the perfect role. And to me, he became a truly great player in Golden State. And now I get it. Guys like Gabe Vincent, Max Struess, uh, they need to make shots. I understand that. But it all starts again with how Jimmy Butler approaches the game. That's why I go back to game three when I said Jimmy Butler failed the team because he didn't start the game with the energy the team needed on the defensive end. And it also starts with him attacking. Like, get to the paint. Get to the free throw line. Get shots up. Be aggressive. Set the tone for your team. Yeah, he didn't want to touch the Eastern Conference uh, MVP trophy key. He, he's not going to have to tr- touch the uh, – Finals, finals MVP trophy either. He's not going to touch any MVP trophies because they need him to be the MVP right now. He can't, you know, that's not just making the right basketball play. It's being maybe overly aggressive at times. At this point, their back is to the wall, Key. Well, I, yeah, but I'm not going to get down on him too much. He's got a chance to redeem himself tonight. Is that going to happen? I mean, look, as we said earlier, Jay, he's gotten them to this position. And they were not supposed to be here. And, and there's no second-place trophy, although there is, but you don't want it. You don't want to accept it. And they, I'm sure Miami Heat fans or the team doesn't feel good about the position that they're in, but they're in this position. I don't see where, even if he had a 100-point night, that all of a sudden this Nugget team is going to be something different with three games to go. If they won this game, I just don't see it. Even if they lost five. They go back to Miami for six. They're not all of a sudden getting ready to unravel. I just want to scale. Like, nobody is going or making Jimmy Butler the sole purpose of why they're losing. No, he's that dude. Right? He is the guy that got them to an NBA Finals, two NBA Finals in four years. Unreal. We are looking at game-by-game game scenario and your ability to follow through on detail and execute scouting report. And the biggest stage – is made for the biggest players. So game five tonight, a closeout game at home for Denver is truly when the opposing team on the road, their star player, needs to shine. It is simply like that. Tune in for game five of the NBA Finals tonight. Will Jimmy Butler force a game six? Presented by Indeed. Coverage begins at 7.30 p.m. Eastern on most ESPN radio stations and on Sirius XM Channel 80. All right, coming up next, where does Jamal Murray rank among all point guards in the NBA right now? KJM. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. 
Keyshawn, J. Will and Max, ESPN Radio. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. So, Jamal Murray, who I think of usually as an above-average point guard in the regular season, becomes a great player in the playoffs now. We've seen it even in his first appearance in the playoffs. He played over his normal level. But in the last two, in the bubble and now... He plays it absurd, super like he's a superstar in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So when you add it all up, what does that mean about his ranking at point guard in the NBA, Jay? Paul Pierce came out the other day and said that he thinks Jamal Murray is the best point guard in the NBA. So before I even get to my top five, let me give you two of my honorable mentions. Number seven, John Morant. Now, John Morant, one of the most prolific scorers there is in the game. You've seen moments in the postseason where – He hasn't really been able to elevate his team to the next level, but he is still one of the best point guards in the game of basketball. And number six, I got to give a shout-out to my boy, OKC. Yo, Shea, 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 Shea. Wow, they're not even in your top five. I can't wait to hear this top five. No, Shea Gilgis Alexander. I'm not talking about Shannon Sharp. That's that's the Shea Club. That's different. I'm actually going with Shea Gilgis Alexander, averaging 34.5 points per game, 31.4 points per game, excuse me, and five and a half assists. They're right on the outside looking in. And here's my top five. Yates, give me number one. Number one. Man, Wardell, stop. (laughs) Steph Curry's the best point guard in the game. Now, I really don't even have him as a point guard. I have him as a balling guard, right? But you can't tell me there's a better PG in the game of basketball other than Steph. Uncontroversial. The most prolific shooter the game of basketball has ever seen. Has a top two handle in the league. I mean, he could do it all holding the mouthpiece in the side of his mouth. I mean, what the hell is that? Anybody who knows, I can't even run chewing gum, yet alone have a mouthpiece playing with it in my mouth and giving you buckets like that. Come on, man. There's an era of young fools saying, is he better than Magic? Let's calm down. But that's that's the level he's on. That's number one, man. That's, that's, That's done. Don't come at me anything on social media there is no question unequivocally i can say it now yes. two cups of coffee into my damn routine number one number two yates number two slovenia let's go to that man you talk about mark jackson said it looks like nikola Jokic is out there with this cigarette what do you think Jokic? I, this man is actually having cigarettes he's doing luka Doncic. it's real he is prolific now i question some of the baby body fat I question some of the conditioning. Yeah, if he quit those cigarettes, maybe he'd be number one. Uh, I, I mean, so many cappuccinos he can have during halftime. But this man is different. He is a one-man wrecking crew offensively. Ain't nobody stopping him. He can give you buckets. He can make you better to a degree. We can dig into that a little bit later. I would like to see him give the ball up more. But still, the talent level is there to have him as one of the best players in basketball. He's my second best point guard in the game of basketball right now. Next up. Number three. Is he going to Miami? Is he going to a team in L.A.? Is he going to stay in Portland? I don't know, but I know what time it is. It's always Dame time. And you can say, yeah, but Jay, I don't care about them not making the playoffs. Yo, Dame is one of the chosen ones in this game. He is, like, he is one of the gods of basketball from the guard perspective, in my opinion. Right, we talk about point God. He is one of those. It, the buckets, the the leadership, the toughness. I mean, just listen to a Paul George podcast where he's like, "I didn't think any way in the hell Dame would shoot the ball from there," and he just had the moxie to take it. He's number three, number four on the list. Number four. You can question all the stuff you want with the social media. 
You can question all the stuff you want with the lack of accountability. Like, if you know basketball, if you see this skill set, you are not questioning whether Kyrie Irving belongs in one of the top five point guard conversations in the game of basketball. The skill set is maybe one of the best skill sets the game of basketball has ever seen. I think there's no maybe about it. Certainly one of them. It, it's fine. It, it goes into that conversation. You want to compare it with the likes of Kevin Durant, Michael Jordan, put in that conversation. It belongs. It's different. Watching him it's is unique. jaw-dropping. It is so damn special. Now, I know all the extra stuff, but I'm talking about basketball. Basketball. He's top four. And number five. Number five. Jamal Murray. Now, playoff performances have helped his status rise. Okay? You talk about the numbers he's putting up right now. Not too many players in the history of the postseason have been able to put up these type of numbers. And we'll get into that a little bit later. I mean... 50, 40, 90, shooting, making big-time clutch shots, averaging double-digit assists in the NBA Finals. The one thing that hinders me from putting him above these other four is the lack of that high level during the regular season. Yeah, we have not seen that during the regular season. And that's the next step that I think we'll get more of that from Joel Murray next season. Can I try to change your mind about his position, though, vis-a-vis Kyrie Irving? I understand what you mean about Kyrie. But if you're running the Nuggets and someone says, we'll give you Kyrie for Jamal Murray, what's your answer? If I'm, but the Nuggets are built off Jamal Murray. That's a, but, I can't, I'm, I'm going to say Jamal Murray because I know what that team functions like with Jamal Murray and Jokic. And you know, They've been injury together, aside. They played together. They have chemistry. And you also they know were that, built together. That, that Jamal Murray is part of a healthy culture. Injuries aside, he's missed time because of injury, and that makes him unavailable just like Kyrie's been unavailable for various reasons, but including injury. I wouldn't if, – if, if I had the choice between the two, I'm taking Jamal Murray, even though Kyrie is much more skilled. Well, you know what, Jamal Jay? I, I, I like your list. It's a pretty good, decent list here. Mm-hmm. But I'm not – you know, Jamal Murray was built for the Nuggets and built that way. If Kyrie was drafted for the Nuggets, he probably would be built that way as well. Uh, but it's hard to swap these two out this late in their careers when one play is totally different than the other. Um, I, I mean, I, Steph Curry, you got him number one, right? But yes. I hear so many times, so often, well, he's not really a point guard. He, you know, he changed the game because of shooting. Now, give me the criteria for I don't why. Really, I, I don't really have key like so. My thing is like players like Steph and Dame. Yeah, because I was going to say the same thing about to me, right? I was going to say the same thing about Dame. I'm like between the two guard, one guard. It's more of like, and that's where it's like the new, new language. I will use hybrid guard, right? Like they're hybrid guards. They're guards that can do things off the dribble. They're guards that can score fifty in the game. So that traditional aspect of point guard really isn't a thing anymore in the league. It's more of a hybrid. So CP3 would be the last of, of a true point guard. Kind of feels that way, right? Yeah. yeah. Kind of feels like where the guards are going with – even Luka is a hybrid guard. Luka's, so why don't you just – so why don't you just put Joker in there then too? What? Why don't you just nah, drop man. Joker in there as a hybrid assist guy? You know, why don't you just drop No, because he's – no. No, he's a big. He's a big, but he's sort <laughs> he's of a, a point big. big. What? But, but he could a, be on this list somehow. Somehow. No. Why LeBron ain't on this list? Yeah. Because I think these other ones are better. Oh, not that he's not a point guard, but these guys are better. You don't like LeBron James. I'd rather have LeBron than Kyrie. Oh, my God.
right. We have to unpack it. Does anyone still believe in the heat, KJM? Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Matt's The Podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.